Hello and welcome to the African Reform Theology Podcast. I'm your host, Sifi Sumdlajim. In this podcast, we uh, discuss and talk about theological, cultural and uh, political issues facing the South African uh, independent or indigenous uh, churches. And we look at these issues from a reformed theology perspective. So welcome to this uh, episode. I trust and hope that you have been um, here kept by God's grace. Everything is going well. Uh, throughout the week, God has been faithful in in your work, uh, whatever you do, be it working or studying or even staying at home. I trust that um, everything is going well, uh, both in your personal life and um, communion with the saints in your local churches, uh, that um, you continue to uh, to serve and uh, to be served um, in different ways. So um, I would like to welcome you all to uh, to the today's episode. So um, it is a week, um, a passion week, uh, where we continue to uh, to contemplate and to remember the events uh, that led to uh, our Savior's crucifixion, uh, which again were uh, part of that crucifixion as uh, he continued to um, endure and to um, you know go to the cross. Uh, willingly and uh, to to die in our stead and place so we we continue to um, um, to to think and to meditate on that and um, since it is a passion week um, um, Easter of Passover weekend coming up uh, I decided to um, to to do a special episode um, on the Easter weekend or the, for the Easter weekend or the Good Friday or Passover, whichever word or terms that um, um, one may prefer to use. Um, we have been uh, doing a series on um, on salvation, different themes um, in salvation. So it it is such um, yeah, such a timing that not only have we been looking at these themes, uh, but now it is again um, a season where we, we deliberately think about um, Christ's um, death and crucifixion in his wake of, of, of saving us as, as his people. So in the light of that, um, I decided to, to do a special um, episode on this and we'll be basically trying to uh, yeah, combine what we've talked about, elaborate a bit, and uh, apply it directly now to um, uh, to the crucifixion or the uh, yeah the death of Christ. So um, in doing so, we will try to relate um, Jesus, um, um, his passing and his work specifically on the, um, on the crucifixion or his death. Uh, try to relate it or to see how it um, can or how it connect or relate to. Uh, to us as Africans, or to us uh, as uh, as South Africans, and um, in that we'll be, we'll be basically trying to answer the question as to what does Jesus have anything to do with uh, Africa or Africans, or to be specific, uh, to to be to be, to be specific um, with um, South Africans. Uh, what what is the connection there? What what is the connection between him and us as as Africans and and as South Africans? So I mean, of course, these have um um is kind of obvious in, in different ways. Jesus was yeah was different in many ways. 
geographically, politically, ethnicity, in different ways, he was very much um, different uh, from us um, as, as Africans. So uh, wherever the gospel is, is preached um, in Africa, the question is prompted either in, you know, in people's mind, um, whether they are aware or not aware of this, but the question is, is asked, especially to those who reject uh, Jesus to say, why should I or we listen to Jesus? Um, uh, what makes um, uh, Jesus, what makes him so special? What authority does he have over me uh, as an African or, or, or my family or my clan or my nation as a South African or, or, or you know, as a continent, as an Africa in Africa? What, what connection is there? What do we have anything uh, to do uh, with him? Uh, so this question, uh, of course, goes beyond uh, the African-Jesus relation. Um, it, it goes beyond um, that into all people's group in the world. Uh, when the gospel is preached, and um, you know, to them, and they 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 are being uh, asked to repent in faith and to come to Him and to respond to Him, um, they they can ask the same question: What makes Jesus special um, in, in the light of all the um, the religious and and the saviors, different saviors that um, those nations might be uh, might have believed or still believing uh, in them in the bigger picture? Um, it's like what does have what does Christianity have to do uh, with with those nations? What makes it so different um, from those um, religions that are practiced in different nations? In this case, in Africa and, and South Africa, and of course, um, a simple answer to that: the difference between Christianity and those and or African traditional religions or different religions is Jesus Christ. And so, to be specific here in this episode, we will not just be asking in a broader sense as to Christianity, but to be specifically paying attention uh, to the passing uh, of Christ. So uh, we will basically look at two things in, in, in trying to answer this question. Firstly, uh, we will um, look at Jesus as the creator of the universe. Um, and secondly, we will look at Jesus as the universal uh, savior. Um, just to pay a bit of, um, just for clarity here, when, I, when I'm using the term uh, universal savior, I am not referring to uh, the doctrine of um, universal salvation, but I'm referring to Jesus as a savior who uh, who um, crossed the boundaries of uh, Jewish um, um, peculiarity, or who was not just you know came to to Jews or to a, to a one geographic um, location, but uh, to to the rest of the world, so universally, not just in one location to one people's group, rather universally. So. Uh, Please don't um, misunderstand me um, when I'm saying Jesus is a universal savior. So I'm not using um, that term um, as to refer to the doctrine of the universal salvation. So uh, let us look at the first point, which is uh, Jesus as the creator uh, of the universe. So um, the creation um, of the world is um, explained in different ways. Um, they are those um, in um, both in the West, uh, for example, when I'm talking about the West, I'm talking about 
um, in Europe again, uh, which, which is now it's no longer restricted to Europe, but many of the other Africans, specifically South Africans, which is again one of the modernized, the most modernized uh, country in Africa, um, have been infiltrated by this doctrine of creation, which is evolutionary theories. Uh, the idea that um, uh, that uh, everything in the world uh, evo evolves from a, a singular singular organism that evolve into you know everything that exists basically today, and there are different theories that uh, try to explain uh, the um, uh, the the, the, the varieties that exist today. Uh, Big Bang theory, to be specific, is one way in which um, the modern um, uh, theories have um, kind of, um, you know, mainly focused on in, in trying to explain um, uh, creation. Uh, but uh, beyond that Western understanding of uh, creation, which is, of course, not only a scriptural but unscientific, because scientifically we know that um, it is impossible that everything uh, that exists today came from nothing, uh, which is a, a basic premise of um, evolution theory. Uh, but um, in, in Africa, there have been different theories of creation. There uh, have been uh, different beliefs of creation, different myths, uh, of which we will um, not go through um, uh, go through uh, any of them. Just uh, but because the, the, some, in fact, many of the African um, um, people's group uh, don't have any of um of of creation they just believe in in, in mythologies which uh, if i were to tell you you will probably see how how ridiculous they are uh, so um it, it, there is a very much less emphasis if at all emphasis on creation in the world so uh, creation um in africa is almost assumed basically that it was created uh, by god but the details of that creation um is, is nowhere to be found uh, we don't find we don't find it in any of them uh, uh, the stories that trying to you know either moral stories that because of course um, African traditionally speaking not now uh, we had all of the teachings uh, that were um, transmitted um, um, generation to generation in storytelling uh, but uh, many of these stories of course are moral um, um, stories which they teach um, morality and and different things and uh, in all of that uh, we, we we don't hear much. We don't see much um, stories and uh, you know emphasis um, in um, in creation of the world. It is rather assumed, uh, basically. There are no details, and that is why in in many cases, in my engagement with uh, people who believed. Uh, who believe in um, in African traditional religions, when I ask them about creation, they will um, turn around and then borrow the material from the Christian world uh, while they um rejecting it at the same time. And that that's a huge uh, inconsistency that, that I have seen uh, many people do. Uh, we ask them, um, do you believe in the Bible? Of course, they will say the Bible. No, it, 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 it's just a book. It came to white people. Then they gave us the book, and then they took the land. And and once you begin to ask deep questions, not only on the historicity of the Bible, but basic questions about um, um, the creation, for example, which, again, is nowhere to be found, then they will turn around and then borrow the very same material that they have 
um, gleaned from the Bible. And in other cases, especially in um, African scholasticism, um, they have been so many um, construction, deconstruction and construction of different myths. And um, in my opinion, I do think that many of the African theologians, uh, they, they have tried so much to reconstruct African beliefs about creation and they have taken different myths and uh, uh, reconstruct them to come as close as possible to the biblical narrative of, of creation. Now, I'm not saying all of these myths are not, um, they're new, they're not being old, but um, they have been reshaped, reshaped by the biblical um, um, framework and, and information that is cleaned from the Bible. So, uh, but basically um, to say that it is accurate to say that there is um, no, if no, sub, there is not at all, if any, substantial um, um, stories of creation in in African religion. Uh, but then, when we come to the Bible, um, we get uh, the, the the factual, the real um, um, story of creation of how the world uh, came into being. And we have talked about this um, uh, in, in previous episodes where we. Uh, look at we were looking at, at sin, and uh, in the biblical uh, framework, uh, we get a very clear and a precise um, narration of creation. But of course, uh, creation from Genesis one to two um, is limited because it um, it doesn't tell us about all of creation. It doesn't tell us, for example, about the creation of angels. It doesn't tell us about the creation of other globes such as as Jupiter and different. And all others, but it specifically focuses on uh, on the creation of of Earth, and not only just Earth, but Adam or us as humans as the center, not only of Earth but of the whole um, universe, uh, basically. So. Um, the biblical narrative of, of creation, um, again, is, is quite easy to, uh, to to understand and to read. Uh, creation of Adam first, and or not Adam first, and then came Eve. But uh, before Adam was created, everything was made and created. And um, the focus um, again is quickly shift into the fall, uh, where both Adam and Eve fell into sin. Um, through the, the deception of of uh, of serpent, and the New Testament tells us that the serpent was Satan, and uh, there there we get the universal reality um, of sin. Uh, so now, um, us as as Africans, um, we can say that God created us, but of course not directly. God did, did not create an African as a black person, but he created all of our human race in Adam. So Adam was created with all the genetical information uh, through which he was going to produce all the varieties of ethnicities um, that, um, that exist today. Every ethnicity, um, of course, we are bound uh, by Adam into one race. But of course, when when the term race is used subjectively, it can be used to refer to um, uh, to different um, skin colors or or, or, or ethnicities. But uh, the a precise um, division will be ethnicity, not uh, not race, because it's only one human race and uh, the Adam's race. Uh, basically, so in Adam. Uh, we all fell into sin, 
and then uh, there is there comes the reality of sin and that is why that we can see how both black people and white people and Asians and um, every from the west to to Africa to east we are all related um, in different ways uh, but precisely uh, spiritually we are, we are related in that we we all have the same spiritual condition. Uh, we all struggle with a reality of sin. Uh, for example, uh, sin, of course, manifests itself in different ways, in different uh, people's groups and people uh, and location. But um, the universal reality of sin cannot be denied. And for that reason, the universal um, reality of sin demands a universal savior. So Jesus, uh, when he came um, to, to, to Jews, he came to Jews again as an entry point. But he, his, he, the scope of his reach was not just one people's group, as if his kingdom can be restricted to, to Palestine. Whereas he, on the other hand, the book of Hebrews says, he hold, hold the whole universe by the word of his power. So that means that he is um, a universal savior. Um, he came as, as a savior, not for one people group, but also, but in fact, for the whole world. And they, we relate to that uh, basically uh, because of our sin. And every people's group struggle with sin. Um, we all, as Paul says in Romans, we all have fall, uh, fell short of the glory of God. And that includes all means really all. And Paul um, clearly divided this all into two has to say he is referring both to to jews um, and the gentiles which he had already talked about from chapter one to chapter two and then chapter three he says all of them both groups uh, gentiles in, includes um uh, americans westerners um europeans africans asians every purpose group as we are all uh, grouped under gentiles and and for that reason uh, we all uh, feel the necessity of the savior and that's where jesus come as the as a universal savior or as that universal savior because he's the only savior uh, not a savior among saviors but he is the only um, savior who can save um, all human race and uh, from his coming uh, to his death we see these emphases on him coming uh, to save not just one people's group but the whole world and his message uh, first of all for example was universal and uh, we see this um, he this message of his coming uh, from birth to uh, resurrection and um, in his birth, uh, we see uh, the angels um, are singing, um, and the gospel uh, gospels um, record this uh, when they sang "Glory to God in the highest and peace uh, among men." And um, we see this contrast between glory to God in the highest, and and the second division is and peace among men. Um, with whom he's pleased. Now, he's t the division or the contrast is between the heavens and the earth. So, and the earth includes every single human being, includes every single human um, or ethnicity or people's group uh, and location. So, uh, we see this message then in his coming, the announcement. Um, he comes, of course, through 
um, um, the genealogy of David or Abraham, um, uh, and he comes through uh, Jewish nation, but he comes through them into the world to save all those uh, who will believe um, in him. And uh, not only was this message an emphasis in his birth, but also um, in his um, uh, death and specifically in his resurrection. And that is when the Great Commission um, uh, comes in. And he, in his um, 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 command to um, not only the disciples, but also all uh, or the church of all ages. Uh, uh, Jesus commanded um, um, us and all the disciples um, in his um, original audience to say, the goal therefore and make disciples of all nations. And um, there we see now clearly the, the universal message of the universal savior, uh, a savior who, who, who came to, to live and to die uh, not only for um, Jewish um, 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 group which who actually rejected him, um, as we'll see in a bit, uh, but um, he he came into all the world, into all nations, and later on we see in Revelation uh, that they they um you know peoples represented from every tongue, group, and nation, um, standing before the throne of grace. So um that have everything to do with Africans. So we uh, we um commanded to to believe the gospel because uh, Jesus's message was not just rest restricted to one location or people, but it was um aiming uh, it was um it was aimed at um at the whole world into all uh, nations. And um his rejection by the Jews also even points to his universal um, savior scope that he came to save the whole world not just um, his people and that is what uh, John says uh, for example uh, in the gospel of John when he says he came to his own but his own did not accept him and um, so he then he went out uh, to those who were not his own and to, to all to everyone um, to all those who believe uh, in him he gave them power uh, to become um, um, his sons and daughters so um, in that we see that uh, he came to his own and but his own did not recognize him and they did not believe in him. Um, and he, he, that was God's plan from the beginning. He knew that uh, the Jewish, the Jews um, will reject him. They will not believe in him. And uh, therefore, he he can logically uh, go forth to, to save um, all those whom he uh, wanted to save. And that includes us as South Africans. Um, of course, when I say us, not every South African, because um, obviously not not everyone in the world, the whole world would believe, uh, but only those who, who come to faith in him, or also known as his elect uh, people. So... Um, his um, rejection by the Jews uh, point that point to the fact that he came to save not just them, but um, all those who believe in him, including Africans and and Europeans and and Asians. And so, um, in that way, we and we as Africans we uh, relate to, to to Jesus in that way. And in fact, um, even in his crucifixion, and the Jews did not only reject him, uh, him at the beginning of his um, ministry, uh, but to the end of his ministry, in in the way he was crucified, Jesus was uh, crucified outside of uh, of of the camp. So he was taken at the at, at Mount Golgotha, where he was crucified, and it was. 
was as if um, uh, the Jews, um, the, uh, um, the, the Jewish nation was saying, we don't want you, we don't want to have it, we don't want to have anything to do with you. And I like what uh, one of my favorite preachers, um, um, Scot Scottish um, pastor and theologians, um, R.A. Fin uh, Finlayson, um, who who draws in in these um, uh, texts um, the idea of a scapegoat that Jesus was driven out of the camp, uh, bearing the sins of his own people. Uh, but um, yeah, in both ways, um, Jesus um, was rejected by the Jews even in his death. They 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 threw him outside the gate as to say, uh, "You the world, you take him." So um, you believe in him. Uh, but we don't want to have anything to do with him. And that is uh, why for us as Africans, um, we can come to him because um, when we realize that uh, we are sinners and uh, we need a savior, we can come to Christ in faith and repentance, uh, just as all the elect of, of God uh, people uh, come to him in faith and repentance. And um, as he died outside um, on, on the cross, uh, we can uh, come and meet him just as the, the Gentiles uh, on Monday uh, came uh, searching for him uh, when he came in, uh, in, in Jerusalem. And uh, while we're still even talking about the crucifixion, that Jesus was crucified outside, his death or the way in which he was crucified point to him to be a, a universal savior. Um, people uh, like to die in private. In fact, it is an honor to die in private uh, space surrounded by uh, your loved ones, people whom you love um, to, to die um, in private when they are there for you. Um, it, 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 it's something that um, is considered um, um, what not only wise but appropriate. Um, uh, to to put it in that way, um, so um, not in fact not only people uh, like to die uh, prefer to die in private, uh, but even even animals wounded animal when um, an animal is wounded they usually leave um, um, the, um, the the other animals and then they want they will go into the forest and die in peace alone, um, not seen by by uh, the flock and of animals. So um, the question is then, why um, was the crucifixion made public? The question uh, then is, why was the crucifixion uh, public? Uh, why was Jesus uh, crucified in public, not in private? I mean, he, he could have died. I mean, he, he, he could have you know, been um, crucified privately, uh, not even crucified. Maybe he could have died in any other way privately. Uh, maybe only his mother Mary and his brothers and his disciples um, noticing um, or, or knowing or being there for him, uh, um, consoling him, uh, trying to, you know, comfort him uh, through all the difficulties that he, he would have uh, went through. But instead, it was not a private death, um, um, as crucifixing as it was. It was a public death. He was crucified. In fact, not only just crucified, maybe uh, laid laying on the floor, as if uh, you know, everyone or anyone who wanted to see him uh, could uh, come close and to see him. But he, he was crucified on the cross. 
cross which um, lifted him from the ground and he had already said this and prophesied this when he said just as the snake was Moses um, um, w w raised the snakes so the son of man must also be um, also you know raised or he's pointing to his crucifixion that he will die in such a way that everyone will see him um, everyone will um, have it will behold his death see the pain and the sufferings uh, that um, Jesus was uh, going to go through. So um, why why public? Um, but maybe if it was private, then um, um, those Africans um, who will, who reject Jesus uh, as a savior for Africans will be right because they'll say, we have nothing to do with this man. Uh, he was killed by his own people and his own family or, or somewhere private. Nobody saw it. We don't have any, um, you know, even the Romans will say, we, we don't we don't know anything about the, the, the person. We just had that he was, there was a certain Jew that was um, said to be a Messiah. He was made it by his own people. We didn't see it. We don't have anything to do with it. But his crucifixion was public in such a way that um, every eye, was uh, was drawn to him both of the Jews and of, of the Romans uh, so everyone um, um, saw or those, those at least those who were there they saw it and others were passing by they, they of course they spit and scotch him and they they had uh, almost all of um, all of Rome was 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 shook uh, by the news of of, uh, of Jesus's death. And um, in all of that, it points to the fact that he didn't just uh, come to, to, to die for a, a private sin, but he came to, to pay a public sin, a public penalty. Adam's sin was not private. Adam didn't sin in private uh, as to say it's only affected him, uh, his family, uh, and no one else. But it, uh, it affected all of the human race. So uh, even Jesus' death was supposed to be public in that way that as, as much as Adam's sin affected uh, every human race uh, so was Christ that was supposed to break the boundaries of Palestine uh, into the Roman world and in fact history um, proves that it's broke in fact even uh, the Roman boundaries into even today's it one of them really um, the fact that you found throughout history um, at least from the time of crucifixion is the is the evidence of Christianity that um, has been preached the message of of, of Christianity uh, therefore Christ's death broke the boundaries both of Jewish and of Rome into all um, uh, uh, the, the places where the gospel uh, has been preached so in that regard the message of his death was to be preached to all nations and um, as we are closing, um, it, it's not just his his death that was public, um, uh, as pointing to his uh, universal um, um, power to save um, from um, people from all uh, tongues and peoples group uh, and, and nations, but even his his coming. So um, when he he was talking to his disciple. 
disciples. Um, he said, "Just as I'm living now, I will be coming back in the same way." And the apostles in the epistles they attest to it. Especially John, for example, says um, uh, both in his letters and the Book of Revelation, and he'll say, um, "Just in the same way he he left, and when in his in his coming, he will be." You know, coming in them even in a greater glory than the one that he left. He left in you know, privately from his uh, disciples, um, but when he's coming, he'll be coming to judge the whole world, uh, Africans and South Africans included there. So um, we relate basically to Jesus in different and in all of these ways from the point of creation that we are created by him. Um, we, we, we were not made by ancestors, we were not made by, um, you know, whatever um, mythologies or, or even evolutionary uh, theories that have been believed uh, by many young uh, and learned uh, South Africans, but we are or we were created uh, by God. We are made in the image of God. And that is something, of course, that is foreign to African religion, the idea of the image of God that we are made uh, by. We are made to you know, to reflect God. So, of course, uh, even in African religion, there is an idea that we resemble God in different ways, but there is no clear teaching and doctrine of, uh, of of the Imago Dei, the image of God, that we are made in this image. So therefore, uh, by the virtue of, of God, um, of our creation, of God's creation, creating us in his image, um, Christ coming as that Savior, and the Gospel of John uh, clearly um, shows us that um, it was through Christ that God created the whole universe. And not only um, did he create it in the past, or did he create us um, um, in the past, but he continued to hold us. We continue to participate in God by every movement that we have. So without Jesus' power of holding the whole universe, there's nothing that will, will be moving in the whole world. In fact, not only uh, we, we will not be able to move anything, but we will shrink into non-existence because um, God will be will have pulled back his power. Jesus will have pulled back his power to hold the whole universe. So uh, going back to the first question that we asked, what does Jesus have to, anything to do with, uh, with Africans? Uh, and the answer is everything, basically. And the Easter, the Good Friday, reminds us that uh, we are all connected to him. We are all connected to that Savior who was, um, um, who was, um, you know, who died not privately but publicly, paying uh, the sins not only not of his family or of his um, nation, but of old of of the whole world of all those who believe um, in 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 the world. And, uh, and that is us included them as, as Africans, as, as South Africans. So uh, as horrible as that Good Friday was, and it is such an irony because we call it Good Friday, but there was nothing good about that Friday. The only uh, good thing about that Friday was our salvation. It was one of the darkest uh, Fridays ever. 
um, in fact, not just one of the darkest, that darkest Friday ever, in which uh, the whole it, it it is the center, it is a pivot of the whole human history, in which the Son of God, the Son of Man, died to to save a human race, died to save sinners who will come to Him uh, in faith and and repentance. So as we uh, continue to uh, to contemplate, has to put. And the posture of our heart going to toward the Easter um, weekend, uh, the Passover services in uh, different locations. I know that many churches have uh, Passover conferences, and people will be preaching um, the seven 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 sayings of of Jesus on the cross. And and we, I, it is my prayer, and I hope that will will come um, um, tomorrow, we will have our heart prepared because we know the aftermath. We know that Sunday is coming. And that's why basically it was a good Friday. It was because of Sunday. And um, that that's why we have uh, a blessing of um, knowing what will happen afterward, which the disciples didn't have. But we do because uh, Sunday was coming. So it was a good Friday because Sunday was coming and uh, Sunday sealed our salvation uh, in his resurrection. So uh, I pray and hope that um, you have, um, you know, a few things to think about as we going uh, toward um, the Passover uh, services and conferences and uh, pray that you all be blessed in, the, in your local churches and conferences and those who will be preaching. May God help you in, in preaching faithfully and those who will be going to uh, to all the different services. May you um, yeah, be blessed and reminded of um, um, of Christ as who is indeed the only Savior of um, of sinners. So I trust that how uh, you will, will be blessed, and I'm looking forward to the next episode. Thank you very much for joining me in today's episode. And um, again, don't forget to subscribe um, in whatever platform you might be listening to the podcast from. And uh, I trust that you'll be blessed, and um, I'm looking forward to the next episode. We'll be wrapping up the uh, series on um, salvation themes. Until then, may God bless you.